Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Necromantia. Necromantia was a Greek black metal band founded in 1989. I say was because after the death of Baron Blood, a founding member of this band, they will not continue. In memory of the great Baron Blood, this band has released To the Depths We Descend, an album that puts together all the best elements of this band. And here is my interview with the band. Speak with me today. Not a problem. It's my pleasure. How are you? Doing well. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the To the Depths We Descend. Mm -hmm. Um, The recording of this album, um, at first thought, um, is this basically a a farewell to the fans? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't get the question. Uh, Yes, um, to the depths of We Descend, is that basically Mm -hmm. a farewell to the fans? Yeah, actually, it's our farewell album. It's, it's kind of a epitaph in a way. Since uh, we lost Baron Blood uh, two years ago, uh, I decided uh, to make an album as a farewell to all our fans and supporters all these years uh, and as a tribute to Baron Blood itself. I noticed on the album that there is uh, no eight-string bass played on the album that I could hear. Um, was that basically uh, as a day, Karen, that that was his his thing? Exactly. Uh, it, it was exactly that. Um, I decided not to use the eight-string bass, and not even played it myself. Um, because it's this was Baron Blood's thing, that was his signature, uh, his sound, so it stays with him. And this is why, after our first promo in 1990, we used the guitars again. I was lucky to have a very good team of uh, the guitarist George Emmanuel from Lucifer Side. Where, uh, to whom I, with whom I worked also for Euphoria, and uh, also another guy that I worked also for Euphoria, Yanis Votis on drums. Um, for me, this was a perfect team because we were, uh, we have a very good chemistry, and it's important when you are making any kind of art, especially music, to have a good chemistry between the band members. And uh, how many past members uh, played on this album? Uh, there's also two of our past members that contributed, Inferno. Inferno was playing actually, he was a keyboard player for Necromantia, but he was actually a bassist. Yes, a third, a third one, a third bassist. Uh, but when he was playing in us, he was playing the, the piano parts and the keyboard parts. In this album, he played bass. It's, uh, he played in the, the Give the Devil the instrumental bass track. Uh, it's basically his composition 
but to me and George Emanuel added some or some in the orchestrations and the final uh, and we we actually added to the final form of the song. And um Jan is a worshiper of Pan who was always playing the weird instrument for us. He's a jazz player, a jazz musician who likes metal. Uh, he contributed with a title song, actually, which is uh, an instrumental song, uh, very atmospheric, very dark, uh, very depressive, but in the end, rewarding. Uh, of our, uh, and it's the epilogue of our new action, of our new songs on this album, because the rest two are really called recording of uh, our older stuff. And this is the first full length since 2007, is that correct? Correct. Correct. Necromandia was not a very productive, we were never very productive as a band concerning releases. Because you see, we never viewed ourselves as professional musicians, we never were. We were amateurs. Amateur means a lover of art. Uh, we chose it to be this way because we didn't want any label or any other uh, industry uh, telling us what to do and when to do it. We chose to make the music for ourselves. Uh, that's why our releases, uh, this is one of the reasons that our releases were not that many. The second reason is that uh, when we wanted to record an album, we needed a lot of uh, a lot of time to dedicate to the album. Meaning we had meaning that our personal affairs and working and uh, daily routines, family work and stuff like that, sometimes did not permit us to dedicate ourselves on writing music. That's why we had such long uh long uh, time between the releases but to tell you the truth i wish we had a couple of releases more to, to I, I wish we had released a couple of albums more but not not more than two i think that also um even though uh you say uh you know you guys are lovers of the craft and everything um your albums were always far worth the wait. Um, I, I think uh, Necromantia has uh, displayed a creative style of metal that ha has no, no genre as far as comparisons. And I think that's one of the things that has sustained the band for so long. In, in a way, yes. In a way, you are correct. Our aim was always to create um, dark, sinister music. Um, we were metalheads, uh, first of all. So, the metal was natural to us. But we used a lot of other... We, uh, we actually, we listened, I still do, uh, different kinds of music, like a lot of classical, a lot of ambient, a lot of ritual music, uh, um, or gothic music, or folk music. So, what we listen to, eventually, 
and not on purpose, but naturally, it came through our songs. And we never feared to use non-metal instruments. And it's probably one of our characteristics. Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, how, how starting up in Greece, um, how was the scene at the time back then? Uh, in the early 1990s, the scene was like a big family. And I'm talking especially for the extreme, extreme metal scene, for us, the black. Um, the bands were not that many. Every, almost everyone knew each other personally. Sometimes we hang around together. Uh, so it was like a family. We were supporting each other. Uh, there was some kind of competition, but very healthy because each one of the bands didn't copy the other one. We all of us trying to create and find our own identity. Uh, and that's why we were supporting each other in the shows, in the, in, with the fanzines, with the tape trading, because back then it was tape trading. I know people, young people that listen to me now don't understand what tape trading is. Uh, but tape trading and fanzines were the blood in the veins of the underground extreme metal movement back then. And here in Greece, uh, the few bands that we were, uh, we're all like brothers. And um, I also wanted to ask you about the video for Inferno. Um, mm -hmm. Where was a lot of the uh, the um, illustrations and that derived from? Actually, they are the Gustav Dore's illustrations for Dante's Inferno. When I wrote the song, uh, because Dante is a major influence in me, uh, for me uh, concerning uh, my lyrics, when I wrote the song, uh, I had pictures, I had these pictures in a way in my mind. Because Inferno, all he talks about is about a trip to hell, but with no return. And uh, these images were perfect for our first ever lyric video and last one. Uh, because Bambirion, the guy that made the video, when I gave him the images and the lyrics, and I told him, I want it, I want the pictures, I want my lyrics to be like subtitles to the pictures, like watching a movie, not with video, but with pictures. And I think he did it pretty well. And um, is there thoughts of a um, documentary or some sort of, um, how do I want to say, a bio biography type uh, issue that you will do one day as a uh, history of the band? Uh, it's weird that you ask that question because, yes, our, our biography will come out in May 2022. It's currently in, uh, it's currently is written. It will it will be done by uh, Aris Shock. Aris Shock is a guy that did a book about uh, uh, did a book uh, published by Heavy Music Artwork about the Greek extreme scene. 
and he offered himself to write the Necromandia biography. Uh, it will have so many details and history of the histories from the band. Uh, it will also have a lot of uh, quotes from uh, bands that we were in contact with, from Daxon to Behemoth, uh, from Ferion uh, to Primordial and Rotten Christ and many others that will, uh, will express their opinion about how Necromandia influenced the black metal scene. And it will have also a bonus. It will have a seven inch of a very, very rare recording, never released, recording in 1992, another version of the family of dog that it was in our, on our split LP with Varas. Uh, so, yes, the biography is in the works. And if you could give me uh, some of your proudest moments as an artist, what would you say that they were? is my proudest moments actually the, the birth of the band when we made our first recording our promo 1990 was recorded in one night alive in a way this was one of my proudest moments when I listened to the, to the result the second one was Carly People Witching Black which is for me is, uh, is our top notch album in all matters production uh, songwriting, uh, orchestrations, everything. Uh, and also the Farewell album. It's so emotional for me because it was written for a very dark reason. The departure of Baron Blood from this world. Uh, though still, it's, it's one of my brothers proudest moments because I think that I managed to capture the Necromandia essence in this album. Without and without Parumblan it was too difficult. I really I really hoped I really wish that he was here with me and work with these people, George and Yannis, and all of us together should make an album. Unfortunately he's not here. But still, I think that I paid him a proud farewell. I think you did as well. I think uh, you should feel very proud about that. Um, that's uh, one of the things about life. We just uh, sometimes we don't know why things happen that happen. And, uh, uh -huh. and, and to tell you the truth, uh, it was the first time that I had time to record the album. Why? Because of the lockdown due to the coronavirus. Uh, it's, it's tragic in a way with the virus. Because, but my work was closed for months. So that permitted me to have time to work also in Euphoria, but mostly to concentrate on writing the material for the Necromandia farewell album. It's an irony of, of fate. I also wanted to ask you, um, 
I know that the band will no longer continue, but have you uh, any thoughts of continuing your career? There is a thought on in the back of my head to make a personal album. Um, if if I make it, it will take a couple of years to complete. It will be in the vein of Necromandia, but it will be more uh, more atmospheric and more ritualistic. The ritual and the uh, atmospheric elements will be more intense. Um, still, it will have a lot of metal parts, but it will not be only that. It will be more cinematic in a way, but still it's a thought in the back of my head. The, one of the things that will come after it, it's, uh, there will be a very special release of our uh, early stuff, like the, the promo of 1990, no, actually our demo stuff. Oh. And it will be, it will be released on, uh, only on vinyl in a very limited quantity on uh, Nergals from Behemoth Artifact label. Uh, it will be very limited, printed, all the printing it will be done as it was done in the 16th century uh, concerning the covers and everything. And uh, uh, I'm sure that because I've seen, I've, I'm watching, I'm monitoring the process, uh, it, it, it will be a, a really something. Uh, it will be like a, a jewel. Uh, uh, concerning printing and uh, everything, and it would baron because we signed the deal with the artifacts label one year and a half ago, and now it's in the final stages. Actually, I will be in Poland this month to see it happen, uh, to see the printing, because it's done every cover of the 666 albums will be printed by hand. Believe me, it will be something amazing. And I wanted to ask you, um, in your spare time beyond music, do you have any hobbies of your own? I have a hobby, but it's actually my work. The last decade, it's my, it became my work. Uh, I'm an instructor in historical fencing. Uh, I do teach people how to hurt other people with swords. Uh, European swords mostly because our historical fencing belongs to the Euro historical European martial arts uh, umbrella. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a passion for me, not only work, because it involves a lot of uh, uh, studying into history uh, and the chance to play with swords. So it combines history, which is one of my passions, uh, and swords, which is another my, another passion of mine. Uh, and this started as a hobby 16 years ago. Uh, and now it's um, how I make my living. I teach historical fencing. I uh, 
had an interview that earlier today with a band called Toledo Steel that didn't go through. We had connection problems, but um, I looked up uh, Toledo Steel to kind of find out where the uh, name came about, and I found out that in Spain there's a city called Toledo, and they make the hardest steel for swords. Uh, Toledo was the center of sword manufacturing uh, at some time in the European history, I think in 17th century, 16th century. Uh, Toledo, Solingen in Germany also. Uh, it's a funny thing because uh, what the system I teach is a 17th century Spanish system of sword fighting. Uh, so, uh, yes, there is a connection with Spain, in a way. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to ask you, um, lastly, I wanted to ask you if, since we have this forum, if to let you speak to your fans and uh, address them on the album, and, um, of course, uh, on the band and... Um, your departure. Um, I think uh, all of your fans would like to know because um, you have had an amazing career and um, you know, let's face it, uh, most marriages don't last 30 years. And uh, so I'd like to give you the give you the floor and let you speak to your fans. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your kind words about the amazing career. Uh, I never, me and Paolo Bladiser also, we never cared about our career. We only cared to make music the way we liked it. Career came, career, let's say career, came eventually. Uh, to our to the people that supported us, supported us all these years, I want to say a big hail and a big thank you because we never made music for the masses. We always made music for the few. Uh, that's why I call we call our what we play aristocratic. Uh, these few who eventually became many but not that many compared to most commercial bands, supported the band since the beginning. And uh, I really want to thank them. I want to bid them farewell. And maybe we'll see each other again from another video. Well, I wanted to thank you for your time. And um, I wish you all the best in all your future endeavors. You have uh, touched me and many others. And uh, I want to congratulate you again on a great job with this album. I think it is um, one that will stand out for many years to come. Thank you, Robert. I'm honored. And thank you. And... Um, Feel free to contact me at any time. Um, you can uh, always reach me. And um, with any new things that come about as far as um, when the releases are 
do come out and I can get out there for mm -hmm. people to know. Sure, we'll do. Don't forget to send me the link when this is uploaded so I can share it to, the, to our page. Absolutely, I certainly will. And thank you again. You have a great rest of your day, my friend. You too, man. Have a good, have a good night because here is night. All right, thank you very much. Cheers. Okay, bye. Cheers, bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today. And remember, come see me for a fix.